don't groan, I'm not going to be here for long, okay? We got a little surprise, at least if it works, coming up at the end to give you some highlights of what happened this week. But I just want to emphasize what the kids um, were working on. But I have to ask this question. How many of you, especially if you weren't here last Sunday and saw this, walked in, and as you looked up here, your first thought was hee-haw? You didn't want to raise your hand and show how old you were, did you? I mean, when I first saw it, I half expected Buck Owens, my uncle, to come popping up out of the corn. He's not really my uncle. But to come popping out of the, out of the corn, playing, playing his uh, guitar and saying, if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. And telling some corny jokes. They were always standing in a cornfield. That's why they were corny. Did you realize that? That's why those were that way. You know what's so awesome about all of this? Nature is an amazing thing. We drive through fields, or drive through the roads, by the fields. Uh, the farmers don't like it when you drive through the fields, I found out. But I just am in awe at what God has done. A couple of weeks ago, we got a chance to go to New York to see our kids and grandkids out there and just seeing some different scenery and going through some mountains and, and just going, man, this is pretty amazing had a chance to travel to several different countries and see some different places and people and, and uh, just the beauty of, of those places. And I'm always in awe and just going, man, no way this happened by accident. And it's even more amazing to realize that he did that for us. And the whole reason that God did that is because he loves us. You see what the kids learned is that Jesus will always love us. A couple of you were awake. Good job. But you see, he is. And in fact, I want to read uh, three or four verses for you. This is in the New Testament, the Gospel of John, chapter 15, beginning at verse 12. It says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, no longer do I call you servants or slaves. For the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, calls us his friends. Now, I've got some good friends. And there's, especially there's five of us, four of the guys. We became friends our freshman year in college. It was 10 or 12 years ago. And we, uh, ever since, uh, uh, we have stayed in contact, even though we're spread in Wisconsin and Michigan and Tennessee and, and Illinois, but we get together one weekend every year, and it's coming up in a, in a couple of months, and, and uh, we, we tell stories and we exaggerate what happened back in the good old days. And uh, we used to do stuff when we got together. Now we just sit down and talk about doing stuff. But, you know, Ed and Steve and Mark and Bob are great friends. We've been through a lot of things together. We've shared experiences, some fun, some funny, and some very difficult times. But the beauty of those friendship is 
that I could right this moment pull my phone out, call any one of those guys and just say, hey, I need some help. And they would help. In fact, they might even hop on a plane or get in the car and say, this is how long it'll take me to get there. The reason I know is because it's happened. To have a friend who loves you, to have a friend who knows you and still loves you is an amazing thing. See, my friends and I have gone through a lot of changes and transitions. A single college freshman to now being married and grandparents. <laughs> we went from being young and thin and had a lot of hair to, well, a little different than that. But through it all, the friendship has remained. And to realize that Jesus has said his friendship, his love for us is even greater than my buddies. That's hard to believe, but it's true. And that's why he said that I call you my friends. You're not my servants, though out of love we serve him. We're his friends. He tells us stuff that you wouldn't just tell someone or anyone, and we can tell him those things. And just a couple of thoughts with that. One of the things, we've been doing something all year here called It's Time. Every message has been It's Time to Something. Last week was it's time to be connected. And as we're going through VBS, I'm going, well, that fits because it's time to be connected as God's friend. That's what this theme was all about. And as I studied this passage, I thought, you know, it's time for us to recognize some things about God and his friendship. One, that he loves you. And if you've never heard that before today, man, grab a hold of that. If you've heard that before today, but you're not sure you believe it, I would love to talk to you a little further because it's true. And there are a lot of people here who can testify to that. He loves you. And they used a big word up here. The kids said that God loved Zacchaeus and Peter unconditionally. It's a really fancy word that means with no conditions. <laughs> I looked it up in the original language, and it means with no conditions. So I broke it down further and studied it in the Hebrew and the Greek and some other stuff. And you know what I discovered? It means with no conditions. That's a pretty cool thing. Didn't have to earn it because we couldn't do that. We didn't have to pass a test. <laughs> Man, I'm glad for that. There weren't any height or weight requirements. Thank you. Doesn't matter how much hair you have or used to have or what color it is or used to be. Or if you're fooling us by making it a color, it isn't really. There are no conditions at all. He just loves us period. But you see, there really isn't a period because he loves us and he loves us and he loves us and he loves us. It's a continuing thing. It is not a definitive statement. It doesn't mean Jesus loves you now. It means he loves you on and on and on. 
That's an amazing thing. And it's time for us to recognize that and for you to believe that. And it also says in here that we're to love one another. Now, <clears throat> I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but just internally, which is easier, to love God or one another? <laughs> Don't point. I mean, but we're to do that. And if we love God, we will love one another. Now, we don't do it near as well as God does, so we mess it up at times, and we need to say some of those powerful words like, I'm sorry, and I forgive you. And God has already said that to us, not that he's sorry, but that he forgives us. He loves us. He forgives us. He is with us. And then we are to love each other, but not just what the way the world or Hollywood or Hallmark says we should, but we're to love like God loves us. Now, it's really easy to get excited to say we're to love one another until we hear that phrase, like God loves us. In fact, the better way to challenge yourself, I think, is to say, if God loved me the way I love others, how would I be loved by God? I don't like the answer to that sometimes. But that's what I'm supposed to do. It's what we work for. It's why we gather together. So we can encourage each other in that. It's a, it's a tough way to go sometimes all around us with stuff that's uncertain. But to come together with some other people who hopefully become your friends. That you're connected to. Who love you. Oh, imperfectly probably. But love you. And we are going to work through this thing together, sometimes stumbling, just trying to stumble forward, not backward, that we're to love him. And then I'm a question person. I question a lot of stuff. I was so irritating as a student in school. I would have hated to teach me. I would have hated to parent me. My parents have so many extra jewels in their crown in heaven. I mean, it's just, they probably can't even hold it up. Uh, and all of those. How'd you get those, our son? I've told the story a couple of times, but I'll share it for those of you that haven't heard it, that um, I have an older brother, and my older brother was the one who always did everything the way they were supposed to do it. I know, right? Annoying. And then there was me. And a pastor friend of my dad's, I ended up being his pastor at one point after he retired, and he was telling me, he said, we used to get together with your mom and dad and, you know, fellowship together. And we had a couple boys and they had, you know, your brother and, and said, we'd get together and we would go home and go, we are terrible parents. I go, why would you say that? I said, well, our kids were, you know, jumping off things and doing stuff. And there was your brother just doing whatever he was told to do. He said, but then we felt so much better when you came along. I asked him to start attending another church after that. But yet, the beauty of this is that no matter what, no matter who we were, who we are, you're loved by God. And Jesus will always love us. You know, it would be a pretty cool thing for you to even write that down somewhere. Stick that on the mirror in your bathroom. Don't, don't put it on the rear of your mirror in your car. You might have problems with that, but put it some places where you're going to see it. 
And just repeat that. Because he loves you. And see, the questions, my first question is why? Why does he love me? And I haven't gotten a great answer to that except that he says I do. I've chosen to love you. God's chosen to love you also. Why? Because he loves you. <laughs> and then when I'm told to love others, love one another, then I ask another question and go, okay, how? Well, I didn't like that answer. Like, Jesus loves me. So then I go, okay, okay, okay. When am I supposed to do it? I mean, probably not till a certain time or on certain days. Sundays. But I, I keep reading this book, the Bible, and I keep seeing that it says, no, every day. And I don't know if you know it or not, but sometimes you're annoying. And see, the problem is, I know you can look at me and go, yeah, right back at you. <sighs> Ask my wife. <laughs> no, don't, please. But when? See, why? Because he loves us that way. How? The same way that he does it. And we can't do that on our own. We've got to come together and with him to do that. And then when? And if I understand it the way I've looked at it and studied it, I'm to love you now and later. And that means... When later comes, I'm to love you then and later. And then when later comes, I'm to love you then and later. Not just on the good days, but even on the not-so-good days, yours or mine. And that's how God loves us. That's what the kids learned. That's what they were singing about. That's what they could tell you about. What if we all started practicing what they learned? That God has made us to be his friends. He loves us unconditionally. And he desires for us to love each other as close to that as we can get. Would that change anything where you work? Okay, Pastor, now you've gone too far. Would that change anything where you guys go to school? Or at your address where you live? I think it would. So what if we say, okay, Lord, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to accept that you love me. If you haven't done that, you could do that right now. Just say yes to him. And to begin living that way. Oh, are you going to mess up? Yep. I promise. But remember, he also forgives. And we can just keep getting better at it together. And we can do this together. Because of his love for us. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you. For your awesome, unconditional all-encompassing love 
Thank you that you loved me on my worst day. And you've loved me on my best and all the ones in between. And Lord, I pray for each one of us here that we would just check our own hearts to see if we're friends with you. If we've accepted your love, we don't have to understand it to accept it. We just have to say, okay, Lord, I don't get why you do this, but thanks for loving me. Thanks for forgiving me. And Lord, help us to take that really difficult step and love each other. Lord, I thank you for this weekend, for the kids and for the parents and grandparents bringing them and letting them be here and letting us minister to them and be ministered to by them. But Lord, may we take this and use this wherever we go, however we go, whenever we go. I pray these things in the beautiful, bold, and powerful name of Jesus. Amen.